Jim Comperoni, speaking of dough, one of the highest paid insiders in the history of intercollegiate athletics, SpartanMag.com, the MSU insider. He's standing by on the Roast Umber guest line. How you doing, my friend? Hey, Bill. Great to hear from you. Uh, yeah, that rant that you, you were talking about, NCAA, NIL, I, I agree with all that. I thought you had some real good takes there. Uh, so what, what's the setup right now with Ishbia backing out? And we'll get to Michigan State, CMU in a moment. And Mel Tucker's presser, I shared some of your tweets earlier on the HUGE show, social networks. Well, what's the latest for NIL situations involving any Michigan State sport? And is there an athlete who's getting more money than the rest? Yeah, that's happening. And for the most part, it's recruits that have come in in the last year or two since NIL opened up. Now, part of it is keeping your players happy with NIL internally, retaining the players that you have that are successful that other schools are coming after. That's a component of it as well. But a lot, you know, that's all behind closed doors. None of that is transparent. We don't really know how much players are getting paid, but it's a big factor in the back channels beneath the surface in terms of putting these rosters together. To answer your question, I'm really not sure what those figures are. NIL is the most secretive open cheating. I'll add secretive to that list that I've ever seen. So, so be it. We know what the NCAA is about. They're about money. And it will be interesting with these multi-billion dollar deals if the kids one day get a player's pool. Yeah, I, I saw that Harbaugh said something about that today. And that is certainly interesting. Um, if they don't, is there going to be a, a point in time when they do unionize and they strike? I don't know. Mm. Um, the lines between college football and the NFL, blurrier and blurrier all the time, which is unfortunate. I know that you love college football and the NFL, but I think people that are our age love and have loved the differences. But there are not as many differences now, for better or worse. I'm glad that some players are getting paid. I'm glad that they're all getting paid because there was so much money coming in that the moral compass shifted, in my opinion. You know, you go back to the mid-'70s, you know, Woody Hayes was not making a ton of money. He might have been making forty-five, $55,000 a year at Ohio State. He might have been making 10 times the cost of tuition. And now, even though tuition is astronomical, some of these coaches are making 300 times the cost of tuition. At that point, it made sense for players to say, hey, what, you know, everybody else is making money except me. This doesn't make sense. Back when the head coach was only making 10 times what the player's scholarship was, it made a little more sense that they weren't getting any of the money and it was the money was funding the rest of the athletic department. When the huge money came in, no pun intended, from the television contract, um, that changed the moral compass, in my opinion. Jim Comperoni, SpartanMeg.com, the MSU insider joining us. CMU at Michigan State. 2023 season opener for Mel Tucker at the Woodshed. Is it deep water? Is it a wading pool? Is it a tsunami coming at the rest of the Big Ten? Uh, your thoughts on what to expect on Friday night if you're a Michigan State fan? Hard to know what to expect. I can tell you what I'll be looking for is whether they've got their crap together. You know, are, is the tight end blocking improved? Is communication in the secondary, has that improved? What do the new running backs look like? Who is the quarterback, Noah Kim or Kaden Hauser? And can they play a physical brand of buttoned-up football that should uh, translate well to other teams on the schedule? Central Michigan, 
uh, has a lot to prove. They were excellent two years ago when they went nine and four, went out to the Sun Bowl, beat Washington State. You know, in recent years, they almost won at Missouri, almost won at Oklahoma State. That's a proud program. And they're going to come in with a great coach, Jim McElwain, expecting to be the story nationally in week one of college football. They're going to expect to win, and they're looking for a bounce-back year. It's going to be a scrap. I mean, Central's going to come out hitting, and Michigan State better have their crap together. I think Michigan State will play well. I'm not sure Central Michigan has the quarterback to uh, make it all work to the point of uh, staging an upset. But it's going to be a good version of Central as they look uh, to rebuild and get things going again. And Michigan State's got to show that they can have a bounce-back also by having their crap together at the lowest basic points to begin with to allow some of their physicality and athleticism, which I think is pretty good this year, to allow that to gain traction and to look forward to a very difficult schedule. Jim Combroni from SpartanMeg.com joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee. Kessine, offensive weapons that will be introduced to the Spartan Nation on Friday night, starting with that quarterback, which looks like it will be Kim, who knows, uh, there's no announcement from Tucker. And I, like I said, shared your tweet where he said, hey, you'll find out Friday. Uh, who are the potential weapons who could emerge in game one and lead Michigan State to a W? Uh, you know, everybody knows about Trey Mosley. He's been a venerable starter, kind of a number three receiver, kind of a possession type receiver in the slot the last couple of years, you know, with Keon Coleman and Jaden Reed to either side of him. Now those guys are gone. So can. Mosley take it up a notch and go from being a 35-catch guy to a 55-catch guy, maybe. But I've got my eye on Montori Foster, 6 feet, 185, junior, a guy that played a little bit as a true freshman. You know, had about 15 catches as a sophomore. or I'm sorry, he had about maybe 10 or so as a freshman. Last year, his season was hampered and cut short by injury, and Montori Foster really didn't get a chance to make much of an impact. If Michigan State's offense is going to be balanced and have the ability to throw downfield as well as run the ball and do all the things you need to have to be successful in offense these days, then Montori Foster needs to come around as a downfield threat, uh, a guy that can stretch the defense a little bit, somebody that's just more explosive than Trey Mosley. I hope it would be better, but I'm curious to see what Foster looks like. We've heard things about him. I'm Projecting that he will be in the starting lineup, and whoever starts at you at wide receiver for free at wide receiver needs to be a downfield threat at this level, and Foster uh, take his game to that level. That's something they need on offense. So keep an eye on number eighty-three, the wide receiver. Jim Comproni, SpartanMeg.com. You can follow everything leading up to CMU and Michigan State on Friday night in East Lansing at SpartanMeg.com. Comp, we'll talk later in the week. Sounds great, Bill. Thanks a lot. Have a great day.